Postmatix, the FF Educator. This is going to be a fun episode. Eight players that you can bank on. We're going to talk about four NFL rookies and four college football players. What we're going to do here on this episode is we are going to go into the Pick'em feature on Underdog. And I'm going to play eight contests. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm putting my money on. And we're going to talk about these in the context of my projection. So it's going to be a fun episode mixing Underdog, our partner, with the seasonal projections, which are available to all patrons over on patreon.com slash rookie big board. We're going to start here with Bryce Young. All right, so the way it works here is Underdog puts out a number, and you're going to have to play the contest as either higher or lower, right? So they actually have a few out for Bryce Young. I want to hone in on their passing yard number for him, and their passing yard number is 3,400. I'm playing higher than 3,400 with Bryce Young. I really like this line. If you go into the projections at uh, patreon.com slash rickybigboard and you look at the Carolina Panthers tab, you can go in and see my full projection for Bryce Young. I like Bryce Young. I like this projection for him. I actually have him at 4,000 passing yards, which is nearly 600 past what Underdog has him at. Now, here's the thing that might sound like a really high number, but if you go back and look since 2018, there have been five rookies that have bypassed that 3,400 number. Trevor Lawrence, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Mac Jones, and Justin Herbert. There's a varying level of skill ranges, so even if you are not all in on Bryce Young, there's definitely precedent here for a rookie quarterback to be able to get over 3,400. Here's where I think that number comes from. I think Underdog put that number down because if you go and you look at the Carolina Panthers offense last year, they passed the ball 450 times. That is very low compared to the NFL average. In my Carolina... Panthers projection, I have Bryce Young passing the ball 600 times. That's 140 more times than Carolina threw the ball last year, and I think it speaks for itself, folks. Carolina was a revolving door of quarterback play. Bryce Young is going to be on the field from week one. He's going to be producing from week one. You look at the weapons that they put around him. Think about Bryce Young at the college level. What does he do best? He's a distributor and he has a variety of different wide receivers that he can distribute to. Adam Thielen, a possession type wide receiver. And folks, I know Adam Thielen's older. He's not cooked. Like he got a three-year deal. He got some money. I think he's going to go in there and see over a hundred targets this year. DJ Chark to stretch the field, get some, you know, big yardage cash-ins there. Terrace Marshall, I do think is going to rotate in. He might be wide receiver four, but I do think we're going to see some big plays from this this year. If uh, Jonathan Mingo, he's going to be on the field early. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be week one he's going to start making an impact, but I think by week six that he's going to be kind of a consistent contributor there. And don't forget, you know, Bryce Young, he can check the ball down. He checks that ball down to Miles Sanders. That still counts as passing yards, right? So if you look at it, you don't have to be super bullish on Bryce Young. I have him as quarterback 19 in my seasonal projections. I don't have to be super bullish on him to get over this 3,400 passing number. There's my first pick. Bryce Young, higher 3,400 passing yards. All 
All right, my next one here is my favorite one. It should come as no surprise for those who have been listening closely since the draft. Underdog has Jordan Addison higher, lower than 825.5 receiving yards. (laughs) Folks, this is a smash. Higher. This is a smash higher. Go back since 2018. There have been 15 rookie wide receivers that have gotten over 825 passing yards. So this is absolutely something that there's a trend, a recent trend, that wide receivers are able to produce early on. Real quick, Jerry Judy, Drake London, Chase Claypool, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Devonta Smith, Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Since 2018, all of those rookie wide receivers as rookies have put up over 825 uh, receiving yards. Now let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings offense. I just talked about how uh, Carolina is going to get closer to the NFL average with 600 passing attempts. Minnesota is towards the top of the league in passing attempts. And I don't think folks understand that last year, they threw the ball 672 times this year. I'm projecting to throw the ball 690 times because what has happened from last year to this year, they've added a wide receiver with their first round draft capital and they have lost their all pro running back, right? I mean, as I'm recording this, Kareem Hunt is visiting the team uh, because maybe they're not sold on Alexander Madison. So you go and you look at the wide receiver projection here and you just plug Justin Jefferson in for 26% of the market share, 180 targets, stupid, ridiculous, give them all the targets. Go to TJ Hawkinson, give TJ Hawkinson 117 targets, boom. Uh, target number two right there. You know, all right, that's fine. Hey, folks, there's a lot of KJ Osborne hype this offseason. I'm cool with it. Give KJ Osborne some love. Give KJ Osborne 96 targets. You know how many targets that leaves over for Jordan Addison? 138. There's so many targets to go around. Yeah, Jalen Naylor will get some. I don't know. Maybe they'll let Jalen Rager get on the field for whatever reason. Like, there will be a mix of other targets to go around. That's factored in my projections as well. But give Jordan Addison. Madison 138 targets at a reasonable, a conservative 12.5 yards per reception. Remember, Jordan Addison was a field stretcher at USC, so you could easily see Jordan Addison closer to 15 yards per reception, but I like to go conservative with yards per reception, in particular when projecting rookie wide receivers. All right, do that quick math, folks. That's over 1,100 receiving yards. You even take away, I don't know, like 25, 30 of these targets, then you're at 110 Uh, targets for Jordan Addison. He's still getting past this receiving number. Jordan Addison, higher than 825.5 receiving yards. Smash. All right, here's my toughest one. This is the one that I'm going to struggle with the most. So I went from my favorite to my least favorite, but I felt that it was necessary to talk about because I think it gives a good idea of the edge that you could get playing these contests on underdog. Now, Quinton Johnston, higher than 599.5 receiving yards. Some people are listening to this and yelling smash. I am not a Quentin Johnston fan, which is why I'm struggling with this one, right? Because I can absolutely see Quentin Johnston just struggling to get on the field consistently this year. But 
What's so great about doing projections is I force myself to take emotion out of it. I plug a player into a spreadsheet. It gives me a number and I could use that number to make some educated decisions on contests like this. So when I plug Quentin Johnston into the Los Angeles Chargers, here's what I get. I get 12% of the Chargers market share, just 12%. Folks, that's conservative. Mike Williams, 18%. Keenan Allen, 22%, right? So if I give Quentin Johnston just 12%, that's still 85 targets, right? And we know Quentin Johnston struggled with his hands. So where most of the Chargers wide receiver projections catch rate is going to be in the mid to high 60s because they have Justin Herbert and a proven track record of performance. Quentin Johnston for me is at 60% catch rate. And granted, that probably is nice. I absolutely could see Quentin Johnston closer to 55% catch rate. At 13 yards per reception, remember Justin Herbert's going to push the ball a little bit further than the average quarterback down the field. That's going to get Quentin Johnston to 664 receiving yards. So in this contest, I am going to play with the higher here, even though my heart tells me not to. When I plug him into the spreadsheet, Quentin Johnston actually plays well as higher. So that's going to give us a bit of an advantage here. All right, last rookie, and then we're going to talk about four college players, which I'm very excited to do because I think we have a super edge on the college side. Now, Zay Flowers has the exact same higher lower than Quinton Johnston, 599.5 receiving yards. So for whatever reason, Underdog apparently has decided 599.5 receiving yards is the, is the number that a rookie wide receiver should be assigned. All right, so Zay Flowers, there's a lot of volatility here. That's what you have to know right off the bat. When you're looking at the Baltimore Ravens offense, we really don't know what it's going to look like. But here's the good news. I think no matter what, we have to assume that they're going to throw the ball more this year. I think the moves from switching offensive coordinators, bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., investing more draft capital into Zay Flowers, Everything Baltimore is telling us is saying that they're going to throw the ball more this year. Now they have Lamar in his second contract. I think they're going to be a little bit more invested in making sure that he's on the field the entire season, right? What does that mean? That means passing the ball more. And I think we've seen over the course of Lamar's career that he's had the ability to pass the ball more often and more successfully than he may have necessarily been able to do in Greg Roman's offense. So, what does that look like here for Zay Flowers? Well, reports at a camp here are squarely putting Zay Flowers in contention to be the top target in the Baltimore Ravens offense past Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is wide receiver one. He's target one, whatever you want to call him. Let's put him aside. He's the top dog. He has 21% on my projections of that market share, right? What's that? That's 115 targets. I've got Lamar throwing the ball 550 times. That's up 70 attempts from last year. So then let's look at what the wide receiver room looks like. A lot of folks are leaning towards Rashad Bateman being the, the lead target guy. Bateman struggled to even get on the field in the preseason, nagging injuries. He's got to fight for his role in this offense anyways. He's had some flashes over the course of his career, but certainly not the level of performance that they would have expected from him when they initially drafted him. Still, I have Rashad Bateman right up there 
with 82 targets, that's 15% of the market share. The other big player that Flowers is going to be competing with to a degree for targets is, of course, Odell Beckham Jr. I think Odell Beckham Jr. could easily lead this team in touchdowns. I think he's going to have some big plays. I don't know that we're going to see him perform at the level of consistency that maybe we're going to expect for a guy like Zay Flowers or a guy like Mark Andrews. So I do have Odell Beckham getting his, and again, you can go in and see this his individual projection line. But again, pretty much the same target projection, 82 targets for uh, Odell Beckham Jr., same with Rashad Bateman. So then let's get to Zay Flowers. I have him at 93 targets, a lower yards per reception. It's going to be closer to the line of scrimmage, but he's got great hands. And I think what we've heard from the Ravens beat is that they are truly committed to moving Zay Flowers all around. So although I do think he's going to get some short ADOT targets, average depth of target, I do think he's also going to get some looks further downfield. They're going to look to stretch the field with him. They're going to have him playing all over. He's not going to be strictly, uh, uh, you know, pigeonholed into the slot. They really are going to move him around the field. And so I have Zay Flowers at 740 receiving yards. So I'm happy to take the higher here of 59.5 receiving yards from underdog. So obviously we're talking about underdog a lot on this episode, and if you are not sure why, it's because the Rookie Big Board is partnered with underdog. So if you're hearing me talking about these contests, you're hearing the edge for these for these contests that they've put out, you want to get in on it, you can download underdog from your app store, you make a first-time deposit, Use the promo code RBB and you get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks back. You want to try it low? You put in 10 bucks, you get 10 free bucks back, right? So take advantage of it now. They have NFL, they have college football, and they're going to be running contests all throughout the season. Now is the time to check it out. Again, promo code RBB. It's a 100% deposit match. You cannot beat it. All right, let's switch gears here. I love that Underdog has college football because honestly, like when I'm playing DFS weekly, I'm done with NFL DFS. I just play college football DFS because I get such an edge, right? Because I'm a little bit more invested in the college game, certainly than the average person. I'm sure our listeners know that. And there's just so much nuance and context to know when it goes into playing a contest, right? So I'm really excited that Underdog has that because I can share that knowledge out with you. So I've identified four college players. We're going to do one for each position here. And it's not going to be all hires. You may have noticed I thought the hire was easily the way to lean with the rookie projections. But with the college, there's a little bit of higher and lower mixed in. Now we will start with a higher. That being said, and we're going to go with Bo Nix, the quarterback from Oregon. Now, Bo Nix, I'm cool if you play either one of these. So they have laid out higher, lower 3,100 passing yards and higher, lower 25.5 passing yards. Now, Bo Nix has had a little bit of a journey in college, right? So you go back, Bo Nix, he was a legacy recruit at Auburn, five-star guy, balled out as a true freshman, struggled under Brian Harson's offense. Brian Harson has since been fired. Before he was fired, though, Bo Nix transferred to Oregon, and he had a Heisman 
watch caliber season in his first year in UG. Now he's coming back back as a fifth year senior and he is ready in my opinion to really ball out this year. He is a legitimate preseason Heisman candidate. So that's why I'm confused that underdog put this contest at 3,100 passing yards when Bo Nix last year had 3,593 passing yards. So basically underdog is saying it was a fluke season. Folks, I watched the tape. It's not a fluke season. Bo Nix last year, 29 passing touchdowns. Again, underdog, 25.5 passing touchdowns. So they are, or they're really leaning to the idea that Bo Nix can't repeat his performance last year. Folks, I don't think he's going to repeat his performance from last year. I think he's going to improve on it. You look at this uh, Oregon schedule. First five games of the season, Portland State, Texas Tech, Hawaii, Colorado, Stanford. Gosh, man, he might be halfway there for both of these numbers by the time he's done with the first five games. You look at the hardest game on the Oregon schedule, it's USC. USC is not known for having defense. He's going to shred USC. Even if Oregon loses, Bo Nix is going to shred USC. All right, so he's really got two hard games. He's got Washington and he's got Utah. Past that, we're looking at 10 games that Bo Nix and Oregon will easily be favored in this year. Who does he not have? He doesn't have to play UCLA, who he had to play last year, known for having a good defense, and he doesn't have to play Georgia. Remember, Oregon basically got washed out, played horrible against Georgia last year. So Bo Nix pretty much put up the numbers. Again, last year, 3,600 passing yards, 29 touchdowns. He basically did that on 11 games because that Georgia game was an absolute wash. He underperformed, the entire team underperformed because guess what? They were playing Georgia who overwhelmed everybody last year, right? So Bo Nix, higher 3,100 passing yards, higher 25.5 passing touchdowns. All right, I promised a lower, so here we go. Brock Bowers, lower eight receiving touchdowns. All right, so let's look at this because it's so easy to look at Brock Bowers, be in love with Brock Bowers. I just released the first rookie big board, the official first volume one rookie big board, and Brock Bowers is number three on the rookie big board, a tight end number three because he's this versatile weapon. It's so exciting. He's playing in the Georgia offense. Man, they gave him rushing touchdowns last year. Well, guess what? This contest is just for receiving touchdowns. Last year, Brock Bowers had seven receiving touchdowns. All right, so this eight number is coming because as a true freshman, Brock Bowers had 13 receiving touchdowns. Well, remember earlier how we mentioned that Baltimore, the Ravens, have a new offensive coordinator? That's Todd Munkin. They got him from Georgia, which means now Georgia has a new offensive coordinator. Do you know what else they have? They have a new quarterback in Carson Beck. Do you know what else Georgia has? They have a transfer wide receiver from Missouri, Dominic Lovett, who they pun intended love. There's so much hype coming from Don, uh, Dominic Lovett. I think he's going to be a, a more highly incorporated part of this offense. They also pulled another uh, SEC transfer wide receiver, Ra Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. Arian Smith is coming back this year, who they were very high on going into last year before he got injured. And don't forget about Lad McConkey, who popped off especially towards the end of last season. 
So I'm not sitting here and telling you that Brock Bowers isn't going to be a part of this offense. He's going to be a crucial part of this offense. But I think now we have volatility for the offense in terms of quarterback, offensive coordinator, and we have more options, more weapons to distribute to, right? So there's just... There's not enough here for me to believe that Brock Bowers is going to improve on the number that he set last year of seven. I'm going lower here for Brock Bowers. This next one is a pretty easy lower for me as well. And I'm going Johnny Wilson, the wide receiver from Florida State. I don't get this one. The line here is 780 receiving yards. I'm going to go lower on that. Now, you look at his last year, he had 897 receiving yards. He did lead Florida State last year. He had those 897 receiving yards on 43 receptions. That is 20.9 yards per reception. Basically, 21 yards per reception for Johnny Wilson last year. And he did lead Florida State in receptions. Here's the big thing. One, we I think we can realistically expect some regression on those numbers. That is a huge yards per reception. Two, Johnny Wilson, he's this big hype name coming into this season because he's like 6'7 and he can run downfield, but he has brick hands, man. They are not good hands. And I think Jordan Travis, when he sees these other option that he has this year, he's going to be looking at him way more often. So the biggest reason I'm going lower for Johnny Wilson is because we have Michigan State transfer Keon Coleman coming in. Keon Coleman, a legitimate dual sport player. He was on the basketball team for Michigan State. He is an athlete along the sideline. 6'4", vertical ability, fast, great hands, good route runner. He is going to come in and easily be the lead wide receiver. So I said last year, Johnny Wilson led the offense with 43 receptions. I would not be shocked if Keon Coleman is at 80 receptions this year, right? Keon Coleman is going to be the top target in the offense. I don't think even Johnny Wilson would make an argument for that right now. And don't forget too, I like Micah Pittman, man. Micah Pittman was right behind Johnny Wilson. He was wide receiver two in the offense last year. He was a really talented guy. Originally at Oregon, transferred into Florida State. So I like Pittman as well. I think he's going to to be uh, involved in the rotation a little bit more, potentially as wide receiver too. So I just don't see an easy path for Johnny Wilson to get to 780 receiving yards in this offense. And it's not like they're going to be pass, pass, pass. Jordan Travis, the quarterback, he likes to run. He likes to be mobile. And there's a huge emphasis now on Trey Benson this year too. Their running back who only ran the ball 140 times last year. He's probably going to run the ball 250 times this year. Now, granted, part of that here, Trayshawn Ward is out. He's transferred. But still, the point remains, there's going to be emphasis in other spots this year. And so if all we have to do is knock off uh, at least 110 receiving yards, yeah, we're going lower for Johnny Wilson. All right, we're going to finish with this one. It makes no sense to me. It's so obvious. It almost feels like a trap. Nick Singleton, Penn State running back, higher than 975.5 rushing yards. Folks, I don't get it. I don't get it. We're not even going to do this deep dive analysis on this one. I'm not even going to read off the, the Penn State projection here. Last year, he ran for 1,061 yards on just 156 attempts as a true freshman. 
So he ran for more yards as a true freshman on what is very likely less attempts than he's going to get this year. Now this number that I know here's here's what you know here's the argument right the argument is that Katron Allen is also a really good running back for Penn State. Well, guess what? Katron Allen was in the rotation. He was in the mix from the start last year. It was always Singleton and Katron Allen, you know, uh, rotating through through carries, right? So Penn State it gave both of these guys rushing attempts. They're going to give both of these guys rushing attempts this year. There's no reason to think that Nick Singleton is just going to see this sharp drop off, this five-star fantastic prospect who showed explosiveness, long speed, and athleticism for us this year. This is an easy one. Higher than 970.5 rushing yards for Nick Singleton, the running back at a Penn State. All right, so there you have it. That is four rookies and four college players that you can take to the bank. Make sure that you're playing on underdog. Again, that promo code is RBB. And if you haven't deposited before, you try it out for the first time, you get 100% deposit match. It is so fun. It's a great app throughout the season. Uh, for you know both NFL and college football contests. And again, when we were talking about those rookies, I was reading right off the projections that are available to patrons. If you want to head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board, you can go in and click the individual team tabs and see how I break down each of these offenses. And then you can go to the position tabs and see how these guys stack up against each other. What's really cool now for the Rookie Big Board is we're offering a free look at it. You could get in on the Rookie Big Board Discord, a limited version of it, but still jump into the Rookie Big Board Discord, ask me questions about this episode or anything fantasy football. We're going to put the link to that in the show description. We are quickly coming up on NFL and college football season. It's a really exciting time to be a part of the Rookie Big Board, so I really appreciate you checking out this episode, and I would really appreciate if you would take two seconds, just two seconds, leave a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. As always, I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board.